A good start to the year for emerging markets. The MSCI Emerging Markets Index hit a two-year high last month, led by Korea, India and overseas-listed China stocks. According to the Institute of International Finance, emerging market assets saw around $30 billion of inflows last month, the most since January 2015. To tell me more now about investing in emerging markets, I spoke to Edwin Lai, Professor of Economics at the HKUST Business School. First of all, what makes an emerging market? How would you define it? What makes up the universe of emerging markets? Okay, uh, I think the line is, is, is very hard to draw a, a line. Uh, I think roughly, if you would ask me, I would say, for example, the World Bank had classified countries according to low-income country, middle-income country, and high-income country. I would say emerging market will belong to uh, probably the middle income, uh, which roughly speaking, I think the GDP per capita of, let's say, you know, uh, 10,000 to 20,000 US dollar per year, something like that, I, I roughly speaking. Uh, country like China, for example, would be considered emerging market uh, in Indonesia, Malaysia, you know, uh, Thailand, South Korea. I mean, a lot of these countries in Asia, I would consider, you know, to be emerging market. Uh, um, so I, I would, you know, roughly that that's what I mean. I mean, to refer to the World Bank classification, more or less, yeah. And why are they performing so well at the moment? What's driving that performance? There are... When you say they're performing well, uh, I, I'm not sure whether I, I completely agree that, that they're performing well. Uh, a, in fact, uh, it's very volatile. Uh, you know, these markets are, are very volatile. If you're talking about, you're talking about investment, right? You're talking about personal investment. So we, let's, be a more, let's be a little bit more concrete, okay? So as an ordinary Hong Kong person, you want to invest in... Uh, uh, in um, emerging market, what, what can you buy? I, the first thing I, that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, uh, mutual funds, and there are, you know, uh, equity funds or, or bond funds, uh, and you, you can buy these uh, mutual funds or, or, or ETF, or exchange-traded uh, funds, um, and, um, yeah, you can buy these uh, from, from, from uh, some mutual fund companies. Um, typically, uh, it's very volatile. The return to these emerging market, uh, especially equity funds, is very volatile. You have to have a very large um, appetite for risk in order to invest in this emerging market, especially uh, equity funds. Even bond funds, uh, it's actually uh, has a, it's, it's a lot more risky uh, than in a more mature markets, such as the U.S. or European market. In fact, they, they tend to be prone to boom and bust cycles, don't they? Because we had three years where the emerging market index declined, and then 2016 we finally saw it rally. But they do tend to go through these boom and bust periods. Exactly. They do go through boom and bust, uh, but in also big time. Also, the, the magnitude of, uh, of the uh, changes is actually very big uh, compared with more mature markets. So that is the characteristic. Uh, I think the reason prob probably is because confidence is one thing, um, and, uh, and, and, and political and economic risks uh, in, in these markets uh, tend to 
Uh, and these people, per- the perception of, 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 of political and, and economic risk in these markets tend to be higher. Yeah. Um, yeah. And although there are obviously high risks, if you're prepared to take those risks, the rewards, the returns from these markets can also exceed uh, the developed markets quite considerably. Yes, uh, you, if you are, if you are uh, careful enough, okay, you have to be, you know, very careful. Uh, I mean, it, uh, in a sense that, okay, you have to watch the market very, very closely, um, day by day, or even you know, uh, hour by hour, and uh, and you, you you have to sort of grasp the opportunity. Okay, you have to pay a lot of attention uh, and try to enter at the right time. And leave at the right time. Uh, I think that is the, the kind of thing that then then you may be able to make uh, to make uh, you know great return. And also, typically in this mar- this kind of market, uh, it is uh, I think it will help if you had uh, if you have more connections and get more uh, news. I don't want to use the word insider information, uh, but but I mean to have more inside insider information would be much better in that kind of market. Yeah. And how much are these markets dependent upon commodities? Depends on commodities. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, some of them actually depend on commodity a great deal. Um, uh, you, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, Russia, you know, depend on oil. Uh, you know, Brazil also depend on oil. And then, and then you have, uh, uh, you know, some, uh, I mean, Indonesia also, you know, I mean, they're, there are a lot of these uh, depending on uh, either oil or some natural resources uh, like a mineral. Um, so yeah, you have to pay attention to the commodity market, and and for that it's very interesting. Uh, commodity market uh, also had the boom and bust, as you said, and uh, China in, indeed actually affects the commodity market a great deal. So you have to if you if you're looking at commodity, you look at you have to look at China. Uh, to watch what China, uh, to to watch the the, the uh, you know what the, the the growth trajectory of China as well. And you say that uh, China affects commodities. That's yes. because it's both a big producer and a big importer of commodities. Is that the reason why? It's a big buyer in the world. It's a like the biggest buyer of commodity in the world uh, because of its its very fast growth. Uh, even now. Uh, even though it, uh, the growth has slowed down to like uh, less than seven percent, but still, it's like the largest uh, buy of commodity, uh, like uh, like iron ore, you know, uh, like uh, n- you know minerals and oil and all these things. So, so the fact that China's growth has slowed down in the last couple of years had, in fact, uh, uh, adversely affected the commodity price a great deal. So that's my point. Yeah. And finally, a couple of the other big markets in the emerging markets universe, Russia and, uh, and Brazil. About the prospect? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I think Russia very much, uh, you know, oil, I, I think uh, oil will, will really very much affect Russia, uh, oil price. If we, you watch for the, the oil price uh, trajectory, uh, that will affect Russia. For Brazil, I would say... I think again, oil and there is, and I think uh, mineral. Uh, in fact, it's escaped my mind what kind of mineral is. Maybe copper, but I, I'm not quite sure. But but uh, yeah, indeed, you you just you're right that uh, you know these like Russia and Brazil. I think uh, you have to watch out for these kind of commodities. 
Thanks to Professor Lai at the HKUST Business School for that. And thank you for listening to Money Talk Extra this week. Next week, we shall focus on retirement. We'll discuss the importance of starting to plan and budget from a young age. Jimmy Lamb will discuss retirement schemes and talk to a Money Talk Extra listener about their concerns. And it wouldn't be possible to talk about retirement without taking a look at the MPF scheme. Until next Saturday, this is Peter Lewis wishing you a great weekend. (laughs) 